welcome to the fourth episode of the third series of Everything Under the Sun, a weekly podcast answering all the most pressing questions children around the world have about life on Earth. Thank you so much for sending me your wonderful questions this week. I've loved listening to them and I'm excited to get to answering them. Thanks also for everyone who's been sending me photos of you reading your copies of Everything Under the Sun, the book. I've been having loads of fun meeting kids who've been reading the book and answering more questions and having chats about some of the things that are in the book. If you have a copy and you like it, it would be great if you could ask your mum or dad or a grown-up to help you leave a review for the book on Amazon. Everything Under the Sun, a curious question for every day of the year, is out now, illustrated by 12 beautiful artists and filled with all your questions. So I hope you'll love it. I'm going to be doing a talk at the Cheltenham Literary Festival on the 16th of October, all about the podcast and the book, Everything Under the Sun. So if you're local to Cheltenham in England, do come along. It'll be great to see you there. I've also started writing a quiz in the Saturday magazine of The Guardian, which is a big newspaper we have in England. You can also find it online. Just look up Guardian Kids Quiz by me online and try it out. It's quite fun. Just see if you can beat your grown-ups and let me know how you get on. Now on with the show. First up, we have two great questions about a really popular sport we play today. All over the world, it's called... Football! The football questions come from Finn and Ted. Hi, Finn and Ted. Hi, Molly. I'm Ted. I and I'm five. I love Chelsea Football Club and F1. My question is, how many football teams are there in the whole world? Thanks, Molly. Bye. Hi, my name is Finn and I'm seven years old and I like trains. I have two questions for you. The first question is, how many football clubs are there in the world? And secondly, are footballers happy? Well, thank you, Ted, and thank you, Finn, for your excellent questions. Do you both love football? I like football, but I don't know a huge amount about it. So I thought I would find a real footballer to answer your question. It's Tony Adams. Tony Adams was a central defender who played for Arsenal and England. He played for Arsenal over 500 times and he stayed at the club for his whole career. Not something that happens too much these days. His achievements are too many to list here. But if you want an idea of how good a player he was, he's the only man ever to have been captain of the winner of the league in three different decades and the only England player player ever to have made tournament appearances in three different decades. There's a statue of him outside the Emirates Stadium and he was the last England player ever to score a goal at the old Wembley Stadium before they rebuilt it. So over to Tony. Hi, I'm Tony Adams, former England and Arsenal captain, and I believe I've got two questions to answer today. First question is, how many professional football clubs is there in the world? And that's a huge question. And the quick answer is a lot. The longer answer is, well, there's 200 countries maybe with professional leagues out there. 
country like Germany's got so many divisions, somewhere in the region of 25,000, I think someone told me the other day. We've got a, a huge league as well, Spain, France, and a lot of countries have only got like 10 to 20 clubs. I think somewhere in the region, someone said to me once, is about over 700,000 uh, professional football league clubs out there. So that's my answer to the first question. Second question is, are footballers happy? Wow. This could get very deep, but I'll try and keep it simple. And I can't speak for everybody, but certainly when I was playing the game that I love from the first moment I kicked a football at six years of age to when I ended my career at 35 and I still kick a ball about today. I love absolutely every minute of it. And yes, of course, I'm happy. I'm absolutely in the moment and I love it. And football, yes, are footballers happy? Well, I certainly was, and I think I'm going to go out there and shoot here. While footballers are on that pitch and kicking that ball about, I think, in general, most footballers are happy. Bless you. So there you have it. Thanks so much to Tony Adams for answering Finn and Ted's questions. I hope that when you both play football, it makes you really happy. Maybe one day you too will have a statue of yourselves outside your favourite club's ground. And for everyone else, I hope you find a fun sport you love that makes you happy too. I like swimming and I like yoga, which aren't exactly team sports. I also like tennis and when I was little, I loved netball and gym. I used to be the goal shooter for my team and would feel really happy whenever I scored a goal for my team. So there we have it. I hope that answers your question, Finn and Ted. And thank you, Tony Adams. Sport can be competitive, but it's also so great to play just for the fun of playing because it makes you happy. I hope this competition coming up this week will make you feel very happy. You have the chance to win a copy of my new book. Everything Under the Sun, a curious question for every day of the year, which is filled with all of your questions, 366 of them, one for every day of the year, beautifully illustrated with loads of colourful drawings by 12 brilliant artists. It's a gorgeous book and I hope you'll love it. So why not enter the competition to win one? All you have to do is tell me your favourite sport and why. Does it make you happy? What do you love about this sport? Just ask a grown-up to borrow their phone, record yourself saying, Hi, my name is, and your name, a bit about yourself, and tell me which sport you love. And then send the recording to me at molly at everythingunderthesun.co.uk. It can be a video recording or just an audio recording, whichever you prefer. I'll pick a winner on next week's show, and I'll post the winner if it's a video on my Instagram, at mollyoldfieldwrites. The winner will get a copy of Everything Under the Sun, the book, popping through their letterbox. So do get entering now. Stop the podcast and enter the competition. We'll do it at the end. Good luck, everyone. I hope you win a copy of Everything Under the Sun, the book. Now, last week, the Royal Institution kindly offered a wonderful competition up to Everything Under the Sun listeners. It was to win family tickets to one of their family science talks in their theatre in London. I asked you to send an impression of your favourite thing powered by electricity. 
here's our winning entry. Hi, my name is Max and I'm nine years old and I'm going to make a Formula E car noise. Well, here it goes. Well, see you soon. Bye. Congratulations! You've won family tickets to the Royal Institution in London's Science Show. You can choose whichever one you like. I'll write to your grown-up and sort out the tickets, and I hope you have lots of fun. Now for our second question. Since we were talking about football and whether footballers are happy, I thought we could flip to the opposite emotion and talk about what happens when we're feeling sad. With a question from Laurie. Over to Laurie. Hi, Molly. I'm I'm Laurie. I'm three years old. I live in London. Why do you cry when we're sad? Bye. Thanks, Laurie, for your great question. Well, as you know, when we're sad, tears come out. It's quite strange, isn't it? Your eyes can make three kinds of tears. One kind washes your eyes, another keeps them all nice and watery, and the one you're talking about, well, those are called psychic tears, and they're the ones that come out when we're sad. They also come out when we're really stressed, really happy, angry, or in pain. These tears are so clever. They've got a natural painkiller in them, which has a fancy name called leucine encephalin, which might be why you usually feel better after a good cry, because the tears have got natural painkillers in them. The part of your brain that deals with feelings is called the limbic system, especially a bit of it called the hypothalamus. It feeds into your automatic nervous system, which you can't control, and it makes a little molecule that tells your body you need to make some tears because there's lots of feelings going on at the moment. So when you feel emotions about something, your nervous system picks those feelings up and makes tears. The tears, as we've said, have some natural painkillers in them, which might help with the pain or how you're feeling, and the tears also have a very important thing that they do, which is they show people around you that you need some love and support, and hopefully people will come and help you. Think of how much babies can sometimes cry. That's to show the grown-ups around them that they need help and love. And babies don't have words like bigger children do to express themselves. So crying and shouting is the only thing that babies can do to say help, come and help me. Normally, what they want is milk, a cuddle, sleep, or maybe their favourite blanket or toy. I hope that answers your question, Laurie, and thank you for sending it in. And now for a question about love, which people need when they cry, and babies need loads of, and also it's about sport. It's a question about tennis, and it comes from Louie. Over to Louie. Hi, my name is Louie, and I'm 10, and live in London, and I like playing the drums and the piano. And my question is, why do they use the word love in tennis? 
Thanks, Louis, for your excellent question. That's a very interesting one. Well, in English, people talk about love in tennis when a player's score is zero. Now, no one knows for sure why this word is used, but the most likely reason is that people play tennis for the love of the game because they really enjoy it. And if a player loves tennis, they'll keep on playing even if they haven't scored any points. That's interesting. A similar idea is found in the origin of the word amateur, which means somebody who does something not as a professional, but because they love it. The word comes from the Latin word amare, meaning to love. Juice is used when the score is 40 all. That means either player will need to win by two points to win the whole game. Juice comes from the French word de, meaning two. However, in France, they don't say juice. They say égalité, which means equality. I hope that answers your question, Louis, and thank you for sending it in. Right, that's it for this week. Wishing you all a very lovely week. I hope you'll get to do lots of sport this week, whichever sports you like. You could play football or tennis or maybe, like me, swimming or yoga. I just hope there won't be any tears. But if there are, remember to give the person who's crying lots of love. A huge thank you to Tony Adams for talking to us about football, how many clubs there are and whether footballers are happy. Well done to the winner of our family tickets to the Royal Institution in London. Do go and check out their family shows about science because they're very interesting and lots of fun. There's lots of great things going on there for science-loving kids. A huge thank you to Ted, Finn, Laurie and Louie for this week's questions. A big thank you to Ash Gardner at House of Strange for the theme song and Audio Networks for all the lovely incidental music we use this week. If you have a question you would like answered on the show, all you have to do is ask an adult to record you asking it. Borrow their phone, open the voice recording app, record yourself asking your question, just say your name, your age, a bit about yourself, ask me a question, and then ask your grown-up if they can send it to molly at everythingunderthesun.co.uk. And then I'll get it and I'll listen to it and hopefully soon answer it. If you sent in a question and it's not been on the podcast yet, you may find it's in the book that has 366 of your questions in it. One for every day of the year. Lots of people are reading one question and answer at breakfast with their family and then having an interesting chat about whatever the question might be about. So go and check it out in your nearest bookshop or online or even in the library. Also, if you like the show, do rate and review. And you can follow me on Instagram at Everything Under the Sun Pod and at Molly Oldfield Writes, as well as on Twitter at Molly Oldfield and Facebook. And of course, tell your friends to listen. Why not get this episode and ask a grown up to forward it on to a few of your great friends? Have a lovely week full of sport, no tears. And remember, send me a photo of you with your copy of Everything Under the Sun, the book, and send me your questions. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. Have a very happy week and goodbye.